You take an ancient dinosaur gut and some toxic waste. You get a monster who stomps around and tries to eat your face. You take some kaiju media, some assholes and a mic. You get a podcast that'll make you rethink your whole life. So come watch Godzilla with Podzilla, king of the casters with NBN Brandon and Jasper, who's a dog. Hello. Welcome. Podzilla King of the Casters. I'm your host, NB Nightingale, uh, Euchre <laughs> Extraordinaire. <laughs> and I'm Brandon, I'm here too. <laughs> so, uh, it's been an interesting time, so right now we're going to talk about Godzilla, the Planet Eater, the third in the Netflix anime trilogy. Yeah, a trilogy that we've had an interesting history with. We fucking hated the first one. Yes. Found the second to be surprisingly enjoyable in in French. <laughs> yes. And, uh, that was a mistake. Like, we accidentally said to that, which realized it was better. Uh, we didn't accidentally. It was a funny bit we were doing and then realizing it was better. Yeah. And now we're concluding that trilogy off with the Planet Eater. And... Yeah. I guess we can start. So that's our overall. Th- uh, that's how the previous two have been. The second one had some really interesting ideas and a good amount better than the first. A lot more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And I guess we should start talking about our opinions on this third one. Okay. Yeah. So I personally think it's better than City on the Edge of Battle. I think so too. So it is the best of the trilogy. It is. Better than the other two. Yes. Like, you know, the, the I think the gap between the first and the second in terms of quality isn't it's as much huge. as second to third. But second to third is, yeah, third is the best one. Yeah. Like, I think, um, a little disappointed, it's full spoilers, we spoil the movie, so hope you watched it before you listen to this. Yeah. Um, I wish Mato would have shown up more, but they do have an appearance, and they destroy the, the bomber that dropped the nuke. Yeah. And um, Ghidorah was a really interesting... Pretty much, I think I said at, this, at the end of the second one, I want a Godzilla cult thing. Yeah. And that's exactly what this was. Yeah. I, I somehow called it, and I was very happy about it, because it led to some really interesting stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this is the best of three, and is... I well, Okay, now that this is finished, uh, I will say, I think this trilogy... I think trilogy... I think this trilogy particularly two and three is pretty underrated yeah like i'm also gonna say so of the rewa era godzilla films we have now seen three of the four yeah the only one missing is uh shin godzilla Godzilla. and so we have like 66 percent so far which even 75 Three quarters? Yeah, but we have liked 66%. Oh, okay, sorry, yeah. 66% of what we've seen, we've liked. And that is, I think, a higher percentage than any of the other Godzilla eras. Oh, we liked a lot of the high eyes. We have liked a lot of the high eyes, but we didn't like... Like, I think I think the best of the high eyes is better than the best of these so Oh, far. definitely. Yeah, I don't think any of these are topping Bialante. I don't think any of these are topping Abira. But, yeah. Uh, but 
hit to miss ratio. So looking at this purely from a Rotten Tomatoes type standpoint, <laughs> this is the strongest era, I think so. Maybe just from the lack of things though. Or, you know, there's four instead of like 12. But like, I think this trilogy um, is significantly better than Singular Point. Oh, very much. Like, so. I think Singular Point, in terms of, I gotta think here, in terms of Godzilla media is one of the worst we've seen. Like, yeah. I think it was the most frustrating for me out of anything, even more than yeah. like Manila, because like, it's so much show. And like it loses so much you, hell. yeah. It's <laughs> and it loses you like four episodes in, and you, we got like eight, six to go afterwards. It was a fucking so yeah. bad, yeah. Very frustrating. Like it was just so so complex. I think that this trilogy handled the complexity well. Yeah. By the like, not so much the first one, but the other two, where I was like, oh, I understand what's going on here. Yeah. Like I'm not confused. Yeah, it's going back to last week. We talked about how, we talked about the answer, how the, the fucking bacteria thing in Attack on Titan. The worm. <laughs> uh, the spine. I personally did not find to be a satisfying uh, answer to the questions. Yeah, I like I really like your backstory, but that is a weak point. Yeah. In that whole thing. But here, this did what I was talking about, where... It gave us enough answers until we got to, okay, this is some sort of cosmic, unknowable to human thing. And then it lay, knew to lay off. And I think that makes, doesn't make it better than Attack on Titan. It's not better than Attack on Titan. <laughs> but that one plot point. It does, it is doing the lore stronger than... In that lore, in that, like, one lore bit. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think Ghidorah's... Okay, so I guess... Oh. So that's our overall thoughts. So now we're gonna go into... What that monster do. Yes, so, um, I actually have a bit of talking about here. Yeah. So in this movie, we have what I'd only call, like, uh, Void Ghidorah. <laughs> Shadow Ghidorah. Oh, it's so fucking cool. Ghidorah is really fucking cool in this movie. Yeah. And I think it may be one of my favorite interpretations of it. Now. Oh, it's definitely my favorite interpretation of Ghidorah. I've always found Ghidorah kind of boring. But, uh... Because it's, it's just a space guy? Yeah. Here? Yeah. I did not. In fact, I'd say Ghidorah is... One cool cat. <laughs> yeah. Because Ghidorah in this movie is, I loved, so we got that cliffhanger in the second one, seeing that's bad that battle, where the, the, the elf, I want to call him an, a space elf, because yeah. they know what they are. The Exif. The, the Exif, uh, the Exif guy, the main Exif guy is like, you know, oh, we got to watch out for Ghidorah, and we're like, oh shit, and like, it, it pays off so good. Yeah. Good, I love Ghidorah is like a fucking like Cthulhu-like entity in this, yeah. in this movie. I really wish that, I think some of the weakness I've felt in this film is that I wish the other two would set this up more, yeah. but it's so good in this movie because Shadow Ghidorah is basically like, we don't ever see the full fucking thing. Um, we only see it in like, a, like, in like a black, or like, like an outline. But it looks kind of like Ghidorah in the outline. His necks are so long. They're massive. Well, it Basically, for all intents and it's three separate snakes <laughs> that are yeah. attacking. And they're like kind of 
I know I, um, in the other two I talked about, I don't think the texture work was very good in this movie, in these movies. Yeah. On Godzilla, it's kind of like more bumpy, like 90 CG stuff that doesn't look too great. Uh, Ghidorah kind of makes it work though, because they're just like energy. And, um, they're just a big old energy creature thing. And they're like long, thin, like dragon snake-like heads. They remind me a lot more of like, like Chinese dragons. You know, the long snake oh, ones. Yeah, I can see that. But just without uh, limbs. So I guess a worm, like W-Y-R-M. I would do that. But um, they look really cool in this movie and their powers of... I love how they they don't really make sense, but that isn't the point. Where it's like they're weird void creatures. Where it's like they, they don't have a heat signal or like energy or anything. And like they can attack you, but you can't attack them. <laughs> And it's like, that is such a freaky thing going on. And like, I love that Ghidorah the monster is tied into the character stuff with the humans. Where uh, the, the, the fucking, I want to call them science elves. The science elf, the space elf guy is like a, like a cult dude. And Ghidorah has like powers beyond like, they call him the void king. And it makes sense. Cause like his whole thing is just gobbling up kaijus and like taking their power like sucking up their energy yeah and it's just a really cool creature uh and he's like glowing yellow and he's really fucking big and that and he has powers of um yeah i won't get into like all the specifics of what he does because we'll talk about the plot but he's a he's a pretty bad dad he's a pretty bad dude really fun to watch <laughs> yeah so any other monster stuff for us that's the only new guy. Okay. <laughs> it's Ghidorah. Well, I guess Mothra shows up, but just in an outline in a dream. So I don't yeah. know if that's done even Yeah, counts. yeah, I get you. So, I, I was a little disappointed, but it made sense. Yeah. But, so, yeah, Mothra just stays an egg. What are you doing? Oh, he needs to be soothed. <laughs> Our producer needs my jam. He sing vocals. Yeah, be my June, be the June to my. Uh, uh, so go into a commercial break. I do want to, if you have listened to all of our episodes on this trilogy. In the first one, I was very mean to the director, a man by the name of Coben. I, I was very mean, <laughs> and he directed all three of these, and two of them we really, really liked. So, Coben, I'm sorry. Let the rhythm soothe. That is the ode to Coben. Ode to Coben. All right. You did it, Coben. You did it. All right. We're going to let you guys go on a commercial break, and uh, I'm going to put my ukulele away because it's freaking Jasper out. He doesn't know what instruments are, and he's like, what's that thing talking like? Yeah. <laughs> That's not a bark or a, or a speak. What's going <laughs> on here? All so, yeah, right. When we come back, we'll be talking about the plot and themes. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
to talk about the story and themes. And so the story, uh, there's not an astounding amount because it's so action-based, which is good. I think it's the least of the three in terms of story, like the, the yeah. smallest amount. Well, it's it, there is well, very it's the, good. It's the, it's the climax of the journey. So all of the story they've used uh, set up, and now we're here for payoff. Uh, okay, yeah, you're right, so, you're right. So we'll just, so here's the plot of this. So, so uh, it starts with uh, everyone's kind of licking their wounds from Mechagodzilla City, and uh Haru's girlfriend is not technically dead, but she's brain dead. She's been like half, she got half bored. So she, so the only thing keeping her alive is the bored stuff. Yeah, and but she's not really alive. Yeah, and so like she's in like a terrible like halfway point. And uh, Haru is being. Uh, is the subject of a lot of political uh, heat right now between the uh, the race no. uh, the race of aliens who want it to be borged and uh, the humans because of Haru because Haru let Godzilla get away and not die in order to not let humanity be borged uh, and. So there's a lot of machinate in the first like half hour. There are a lot of machinations in place about is he gonna be court martialed or not that end up not really mattering because oh. Oh. in a, in a spectacular way, not in like a way where I'm knocking the story, but because so also in the background, like imagine uh, you know America's like this is our most wanted guy. And then America explodes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Suddenly it doesn't really matter, does it? <laughs> yeah, but so the Exif are uh, really into religion. Meanwhile, in the background, those are the. I think they outwardly say it's a cult. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they're like, we're miracles. We survived Godzilla. We're gods. Yeah, everything makes sense now. We're miracles. Haru is hiding out with one of the Mothra twins uh, who he. Has a romance with, and she takes off her clothes. You don't yeah. see you don't see a nipple, but you see a uh, bare titty. Yeah, it's one of those oh, things where they very where her hands are her arms are always positioned just so <laughs> to to make it so from our camera angle it cannot be seen. Like I know the model doesn't have nipples. I know that for sure. <laughs> they didn't put any nipples on that. Those just round lumps. <laughs> but yeah, so that happens, and uh, thing the animation. You know, it's fine. It's not great. It's not terrible. It's just good. It's like fairly good. The other twin uh, is meanwhile uh, confronts Exif, uh, and he. At first, we think he killed her. We find out. Uh, you probably watched this, so don't care about spoilers uh, if you're this far in. The main Exif, he. Uh, we think he killed her, having just captive, uh, but. Yeah, we get a batshit sequence where her rude dreams after the attack that the Exif have put her into a stew that they're feeding people. Yeah, um, and then we cut to a shot where he has a stew. Yeah, I guess it doesn't it doesn't have her in it, but it's a, still a stew. Yeah, and uh, the Exif have a bunch of their followers. 
uh, for it to summon God to kill Godzilla. They haven't yeah. said who their God is, by the way. Well, you, but yeah. only, they haven't said everybody else. Yeah. In the hu- ships, they've got people together to do a summoning ceremony. And we watch as these shadows in the shape of King Ghidorah snake around the ground, bite, taking bites at the shadows on the ground of the people who are worshipping. And then and, pieces of them fall off. Yeah, it's so fucking creepy. It's a really cool it. shot. It's like, yeah. I didn't expect, like, cults and, like, weird mysticism shit. Yeah. But we got it, and it, it really works. It, I'm like, oh my god. It was really cool. Yeah, uh, so, so yeah, we get that, and... And then while there, I remember, uh, while the guy on the ground is, is doing the prey thing, there's also people on the ship. Yeah. We're praying. Yeah. And, and they get a lot different than just a few shadows bitten off. What happens to them again? In the ship? Oh, the ship. Yeah. The, <laughs> I know what happens to the ship. It's a whole, but yeah. So this, as everyone falls dead from having bits of them uh, taken, including like a guy gets half of his face taken off. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Uh, so while that's going on, a giant black hole, at first just one appears above where all of the spaceships are orbiting the Earth, and a giant, one snaky, long King Ghidorah head comes down and destroys all three ships. And Abe Lincoln, we hardly knew ye. Uh, we've made that joke that the commander looks like Abe Lincoln on episodes before, I think right? so. Yeah. I think we have. But yeah, so it just, like, Makes like a series of like the halo rings around the ships and then just squeezes. And interestingly enough, um, during that sequence, you can see, you can start recognize, realizing that Ghidorah just fucks with time and shit. Yeah. Where they're like, this transmission was supposed to be a minute ago. What, what the fuck? <laughs> like everything is being messed up. And then yeah, Ghidorah wraps it around it a few times and then kaboom. Yeah. The whole ship. All three ships. So. Oh yeah, sorry, all three of them. So, humanity, it, besides what's on Earth right now, is no more. Boom, kaboom. Which I think is good because I didn't really like the spaceship thing, Pess. Like, I thought it was, like, not... It, I didn't like it. I was like, this is just because, like, folks the people on the ground. Like, I, I don't care about the spaceship things because I think past the first one, they're just communicating with them. They don't really even do much. So, I was like, I, I like having a... I like having that uh, wiped off the board so um, the rest of it can be more structured. After the the ships are all destroyed, Haru confronts the lead exif at the top of Mount where we see the other one of the Mothra twins is in fact still alive. He's planning on sacrificing her to Ghidorah. In order, because Ghidorah eats kaiju. That's his whole thing. He brings a big speech that's like, uh, civilizations are like, you know, planets are like seeds, and then they grow flowers, which are like civilizations, <laughs> and then the fruit, which is like Godzilla, and our goal is to have Ghidorah eat those fruit. Yeah. So that's the big thing, and then he's gonna, the, the, the Ghidorah's gonna eat Godzilla. Yeah. So now one of them's coming down, you see two more, and they'll wrap around Godzilla. They, they actually can bite him, but he can't. Yeah, they're holograms to him. <laughs> But he is very real to them. Yeah, like, he, they can bite him, but he can't, like, hit back. Yeah, and so 
Yeah, so Haru confronts the Exif, and the Exif quickly is like, boom, you've been pwned. And uh, by, like, looking him in the eye with, like, this one special eye he's got. It's, it was like a coin thing earlier, and he stuck yeah. it in his eye. It's like, oh, my God. And it sucks him into... Fiends land. What could be described as a mix between the Matrix and the and the, uh, the sunken place from Get Out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where Haru is, where he keeps confronting Haru with the failures of humanity and how their constant need for development has led them to to this ruination of the entire planet. Yeah, going through Haru's, like, backstory and this whole thing. <laughs> you realize that the cult uh, Ghidorah guy was the one who sent his grandpa on the, on the doomed mission. And he's like, you and know... And he finds out his grandpa is actually cool with it. Yeah. Well, at least that... The dream well, grandpa. I Well, what I read from that was... It wasn't the grandpa believed that. It was that the, the cult guy was speaking through his grandpa. Okay. Because yes. then you remember when he holds his head and he does that? Yeah, and, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So basically, you know, he's in a dream sequence thing and the, the cult Ghidorah guy is like, oh, you know, you're a hero guy. Uh, if you sat, you know, if you go with us in Ghidorah, like, you know, Ghidorah will be more powerful and this is what it's meant to be. Yeah. And Haru's like holding on, like trying to resist it. And, you know, we got some moments where it's like, oh, Haru's this, you know, he's named after Spring Flower and... Uh, pretty good shot when he's like a little kid when he was trying to leave on the spaceship. Yeah. And then uh, he he picks up his pendant even though the cult guy wants him to do something else. Mm-hmm. And he goes from being a child back to an adult. Like he's kind of like regaining his like yeah. place of where he is. And meanwhile, the twins are trying to contact. Well, the the other twin, the twin he fucked, is trying to contact him to save him. Uh, and she does this by going up to Mothra's egg and psychically connecting and having. Mothra fight off uh, the lead exit for a while so that she can talk to him and try and talk sense into him. Yeah, it's a pretty cool sequence. Yeah. They're like flying around. It's very like trippy and dreamlike. Yeah. They're like falling and like he's like trying to communicate with her. And then it, it's a really cool shot where like the sky suddenly, like I think it was the, the sun or the moon or something, turns into like the cult guy's eye. And it's like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then he breaks. So eventually he breaks free. Because it's the grandpa telling him, like, oh, this is how it has to be. And he goes, like, fuck you, Gramps. Like, because he knows it's, like, just a mirage. Yeah. So he, like, grabs the back of his head and pushes his thumbs into his eyes. Yeah. Which is what he does in real life to the cult guy. Yeah. Which results in him uh, being attacked. Because we've got to mention this. Um, the big thing is, the only thing that's tying Ghidorah to the real to the real world right now, this universe, yeah. is that the, uh, the head guy, the head alien guy has the eye so he can see for Ghidorah. Yeah. But once he gets his eyes poked out, Ghidorah's blind and weakened, and Godzilla can actually hit him. Yeah. And that, so, so he blinds Ghidorah, and Godzilla just fucking rips the Ghidorah heads apart, destroys all three of their black holes with his atomic breath, and it's badass. And it's then, and then happy ending. Nothing happens after that, right? <laughs> We thought so. It literally looked like it was the end, like the epilogue. Yeah, like, like they're doing a nice, well, it is the epilogue, but it's just an extended epilogue. But yeah. we get like a montage and it's like, oh, the film's It looks like a slideshow. Like it's not fully animated anymore. It's like kind of a montage-y slideshow. 
where it's showing that like, oh, you know, uh, the humanity that's left joined with the uh, the humanity that was left on Earth. And they're yeah. like forming a new society. They're giving up their weapons and everything. Yeah. Something, something, anarcho-primitivism. Yeah. <laughs> but then Peru is confronted by one of his other soldier friends who's like, hey, I built this new machine. We can bring humanity back with it. Yeah, or more like this machine that we couldn't get working and got working. Using the nanobots from Coma Girlfriend. Yeah, because Coma Girlfriend's still around and she she's basically being used like a nanobot like factory. Yeah, yeah like a nanobot like repository. And Haru sees that and realizes that the Exe for right and humanity will do this all again. Yeah, like we'll get the technology back and then eventually we'll just make another Godzilla yeah. and then you know, Ghidorah will be back and it'll be all cycle. So he takes that technology, uh, takes Coma Girlfriend, has them both and flies them kamikaze into Godzilla where Godzilla blows them up, uh, killing him and, uh, and, uh, you know, finally eradicating electronics from (laughs) the world. Ooh, and then the uh, the last shot is of the horror flower because he's like I never saw spring and he saw the flower and I was like yeah. yeah. Uh, he also get he also he also gets the Mothra when he fucked pregnant. Yeah, I, assu- I assume like I assume he fucked her more than that one time, but like <laughs> his superhero sperm one time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that happened. It was funny because no one was like ah he got her pregnant that first time and then yeah well looked like it. So um. That's the plot. Uh, so we, let's discuss themes. Because I've got a thematic reading on the whole trilogy. Okay, alright. But Nolan, um, didn't you know fucking themes are for 8th grade book reports? <laughs> you big dumb idiot says the people that completely fucking butchered one of the best shows of all time for the first few seasons. <laughs> <laughs> I think this trilogy has a lot in common with the movie Annihilation. Okay. Something that deals with Annihilation, of course, being a movie that deals with death uh, by thematically by a, you know, and the death of the entire human race by presenting us with what seems like a didactic two options at first. Uh, we've got a character who wants to fight and rail against it and a character who wants to join it. So before we get too far into that, Yes. If I remember, Annihilation is the movie about there's this, like, growing feet, like force field thing that merges things together. Yeah, that just... Right? Yeah, yeah, and it's a big metaphor for death, but yeah. Okay, because I was like, ugh, like, I can't do body horror. Yeah, uh, but it's so good. It's such a good it, movie. Watch yeah. Annihilation. It, it's, uh, I remember it was being categorized as new weird. <laughs> you, you ever heard about that concept? I have, yeah. Okay, yeah. But uh, yeah, Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind is new weird. That makes sense. <laughs> It's a really old game, but it was like one of the first examples of it. But anyways, yeah, so Annihilation is the two, two, two diverging paths at first. And so we're given that. So we're present the first movie is entirely to present us with the idea. Of, I don't know. First movie sucks. Let's skip it. <laughs> but uh, so in the and second one, we get the to- second one covers what the first one doesn't beyond that. Yeah. Like the first one is just we tried to stop Godzilla. It didn't work. Shit. <laughs> Yeah, so the w- first one's about the warlike aliens 
wanting to assimilate with the new world and they want to assimilate with the new world and completely lose all sense of self, which is... Oh, to assimilate with Mechagodzilla City. Yeah, and so okay. it's oh, like... Fuck. There's thematic reasons they're different races now. Yeah, and Shit. I mean, I think it's. No, it makes sense. This, this film could very well be read about being about uh, diasporas and refugees and trying to reintegrate di- uh, diaspora uh, members of a culture back into the culture itself, and so. But I don't know. that's kind of heavy, <laughs> so I won't go fully. I don't even know what that word is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll avoid that. But yeah, so right, they yeah. want to assimilate with a with the new world and lose all sense of identity. Uh, now, this that's shown to be wrong in movie two. Yeah, so it's very. It feels very Empire Strikes Back. Like when they're like, "This is our best hope, and we're just going to destroy it." Yeah. It's like. You know, darkest place to leave it. Then movie three takes a look at a group that just wants not to assimilate with the new world, but destroy the new world entirely. And that is the wrong position as well. Woo! The only way is that the humans keep a distinct culture at the end in the epilogue while also becoming a part, an integrated part of the culture on Earth. And Haru enforces that by making sure to... Wipe the sink clean? Yeah, wipe anything, any sort of power imbalance out of the equation. Mm-hmm. So, that's my thematic reading on the trilogy. You have any thoughts on it thematically? It's got themes and stuff. <laughs> um... <laughs> I think it's very interesting how it didn't... I thought it was really going to end at that first slideshow thing. Yeah. But I think that the themes you were bringing up do kind of... It has a nice bow at the end from the what he does. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I feel like he was always going to destined to be kind of like a suicide run against Godzilla. Yeah. So, like, that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, I think... Yeah, I'm very... Ple- I, I'm good saying we, we finished the three of them. Yeah. Very pleasantly surprised with how this one. Yeah. I, I was dreading that first. I If if the three were like just like that first one, it would have been, it would have been hell. We still wouldn't have done it because we, we got a commitment, but it would not have been fun. So I'm yeah. very glad that despite, you know, th- these aren't 10 out of 10 movies or anything. There's enough there for interesting stuff. Yeah, definitely. Like I, I was thoroughly not bored. But folks, watch the French one. Yeah, watch it the in French. French dub is so much better. They're so monotone in the Japanese version. That is the thing. I, I like the the just crazy flamboyance. Yeah. Of the French version, like it makes it a lot more enjoyable. By the way, um, I don't think the the head Ghidorah guy at the end, because like after the fighting's all over, he gets like like oh no, he's dead, like a sad crying death thing. You don't think he deserved? That? I don't think so, and. I do, uh, I think, this is more of a trilogy thing. It's not this third one. I <laughs> I feel like this has the opposite issue of like a Rise of Skywalker thing. 
where like it's not like I wanted to see what they did in this movie more throughout the trilogy. Yeah. Specifically, I wanted like I know they were setting up like oh he was praying and stuff. I feel like maybe if we had some more hints about this is what was happening. Well, I mean, maybe if we went back and watched the first one with this knowledge. Oh my god. No, I don't want to do that. That's the Maybe it's just we weren't looking for it. Maybe it's everywhere. Maybe it's like, oh, I'm a Ghidorah priest. The first thing he says. And we were just so clonked out at that point. We were like, what the fuck did he just say? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to get some popcorn. I don't know what the fuck he do. do whatever. So. So it might actually make sense. Maybe. So now that it's all said and done, I mean, do we recommend this trilogy? Yes. Yes, I, I think so Wholeheartedly, I recommend the trilogy. You gotta get through the first one. Yes. It's not take, fun. Take our advice that the first one is rough, but... The first one has some... A decent fighter, too. Like, you know, put it on put it on in the background. In, uh, you know, English dub it, put it on in the background while you're playing a game or something. Mm-hmm. Second and third, intently watch that yeah. with the French sub. <laughs> yeah. Like, you'll get the idea of it, just hearing it from the background, and then you can, like, thoroughly enjoy two and three. Because they're so much better, especially three. Like, I, I'm proud of how the series concluded. Yeah. I, I, I'm happy about it. Yeah. I don't like watching bad things. I like watching enjoyable things either way. But it's good to see things improve on it. Yeah. So, that was good. Um... Hopefully, we'll never have to do a singular point season two. <laughs> oh God, that would fucking suck. Singular. This does. This does everything. Okay, this does everything so much better than singular point day. By the end, especially, yeah. singular yeah. point just got so up its own butt by the end that it just was not enjoyable. Yeah. This has. Yeah. I think this balances the right amount of techno battle, just the yeah. right amount of it. Yeah. So. Okay. It was very enjoyable. Can I? pitch on a game to play on the way out. Okay, what? We haven't done Make It Gritty in a while. Yeah. yeah, We're running out of new kaijus for a bit. Uh, Yeah, and we don't have a new kaiju here, but here's what my Make It Gritty proposal is. Alright. How would you work themes into a modern (laughs) Godzilla movie? Nolan, it's not an eighth grade book report though. I can't do it. <laughs> the the curtains were blue. Maybe the curtains were just blue. Ah. Okay. Do, do you want me to uh, to pitch a thematic uh, a thematic Godzilla movie that has to do with actual real world things first while you think on it? Go for it. Okay. Let's do this. What themes? What? What? I, there's not many issues in. We're we're pretty much in a paradise in 2022, but like, I, if you can come up with something, I mean, go for it. Okay, I am going to pitch a Mothra film. Okay. That will subvert the male gaze. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you saying that Mothra is appealing to the male gaze? I'm saying the I... twins are. Okay. The twins usually have like two smoking hot women. Just okay. they're shrunk. <laughs> all right, 
Alrighty. So here's how we subvert the male gaze and win feminism, fe- uh, ladies and fellas. Okay. Uh, the twins. Are two buff dudes. Two big buff guys. Not small. Are they? Are they, are they no, like, they're small. They're little. They gotta be small. They gotta be a little stinkers still. But okay, all right. Are they? Are they? Are they like? Do they have different personalities? Is one of them like a himbo and one of them like a scientist? Or nah, are they both they, they're, they're like, what, Their <laughs> personalities are that one has a bigger dick than the other one does, but they're both huge. <laughs> <laughs> this one's just for you, ladies. <laughs> Finally, a mother for me. <laughs> no, it's just we come out with a mother for men and a mother for women, and they're both the same except one has an inexplicable pink filter over it. Oh my god! And we charge more for it. <laughs> I can sense them. We get a guy at the, uh, the ticket booth. <laughs> yeah. Ten for gals, five for dudes. Yeah. It's going to be a complete clam bake, so we got to pay them. We got to have the dudes pay less to get in the movie. <laughs> oh, God. You did not just say clam bake. <laughs> no. Okay, so. I was thinking the reverse of a sausage fast. No, I know the, the phrase does exist. Yeah. I just. You spoke it into the air. <laughs> okay. So okay. that's yeah. my pitch. Mothra, but the twins are two buff dudes who hang dong constantly. It's rated R because there's dong in it. Do you have your thematic Godzilla film? I mean, you're, I think yours could tackle all the main themes. <laughs> um... Okay, all right. We get a date on the screen. January 6th, 2021. Oh, no! <laughs> okay, commit to this idea. Commit to it. I hear the rest. January 6th. Um, there is a horde, a horde of insurrectionists uh, in the Capitol, and they're like, Hang, you know, hang Mike Pence and all that crazy bad shit. And all of a sudden, like, does Mike Pence have the bravery? And all of a sudden, who's like the, like the, the scummiest kaiju that I can think of? Gigan. Oh. <laughs> Fucking Gigan. Wearing an XXXXXL Stop the Seal shirt. <laughs> barges into the, into the, the place. And proceeds to like, you ever see that Ben Garrison cartoon where the fucking like giant man has ripped the top off the Capitol? Oh, yeah, I've seen it. Imagine it's that, but it's Gigan. <laughs> and Gigan's pointing at Mike Pence and he's like, you know what you gotta do. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> he's like, you know what you got to do. And then Godzilla comes in. Fucking like Rodan comes in. And Rodan's like a Hillary Democrat. <laughs> which like she she's you know he's more concerned about the optics of this more than 
the precedent that sets, but he'll still fight Gigan to get him out of the get him out of the office. God. And then a big old fight uh, goes on, and funnily enough, this actually happened, but nobody believes it. <laughs> nobody was there with video cameras, so it all it never happened. All right, so so this is a short one, folks. Sorry, we are. Yeah, last week's Attack on Titan episode. We record the first half, then we watch this movie and are recording this episode. Then we gotta go do the second half of that episode. So yeah, but check out yeah. check out Planet Eater. Watch the first couple first, but check out Planet Eater. It's a pretty good time. I think it's it's got a pretty low rating. Yeah, but like it does not like amongst the fan community. Just weird, cause like here, here's the thing, like. I'm just here for some cool kaijus. I don't, I don't, if there was complaints about like, this isn't what Ghidorah looks like. I don't, I don't really care. I want cool kaijus to fight. I, I'm, I, you know, we're, we're no kaiju purists here. If, if Ghidorah's gonna look like big, three big weird snakes, go for it. Give me new weird ideas. Don't feel like you have to play safe. If you want to make guy game. <laughs> If you want to make Gigan have a Stop the Steel t-shirt, you have the right to do it. <laughs> so, that's my thoughts. But, uh, yeah, so we can... We update on our Twitter. We have a Twitter, at Podzilla K-O-T-C. Follow us there. That's our, like, only social media thing, because, you know... And, uh, yeah, just check out our stuff on Spotify, uh, RSS.com, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts... Follow us there, please. And yeah, we'll be into next time, next week, for, um... Terror of Mechagodzilla. Terror of Mechagodzilla. Yeah. The the last of the Showa era films, timeline-wise. Yeah. It's the last one. I am excited, because Mechagodzilla is my favorite. Yeah. So that'll be a fun time. Awesome. See you next time, baby. See you then. <laughs>